So this is a little bit more bonus content for everybody who tuned into the Monday episode and wants to know a little bit more about specific haunted hospital stories. Only in the ICU has compiled this awesome thread on Twitter with a bunch of stories. So we're going to talk about that and hint at a few of the more memorable episodes of haunted hospitals that she's watched. So enjoy. You actually have, like you said, you have the thread and we can kind of go into a few of those stories if you're game for doing that. I am. I will. I did write some notes on some other episodes. So maybe I can give a teaser of like some stories that are in the future of of the Haunted Hospital show. One is in a really old hospital where an old nurse that had died, she comes back to haunt the staff because they aren't good with their paperwork. That is a future episode. You're kidding me. No way, no way. There's a a nurse that does an exorcism on her patient in a sniff and then casually says that she didn't feel like it was important to inform the family. Uh, (laughs) We can't make this up. Yeah. Those are my two, like, notes that just on, I think that's in, like, episode two or three. So the show keeps giving. You just have to keep watching it. It's a magical unicorn of a show. And it, I think people who, who like that sort of paranormal haunted hospital stuff, and, and like I said, are a little bit more visual with their storytelling than listening to things or reading things might appreciate it on a different level. And I think people who, who enjoy that sort of stuff in general will probably like it or get some form of entertainment from it like we have. Definitely entertaining. So let's go into some actual stories that were shared with you. You said you've had the, the thread for a while via social media, and there's some standout stories, and this means that I can stop talking and people don't have to listen to my voice for a while. I'm going to take a back seat <laughs> and get creeped out because I'm recording in a dark place. In, not in a dark place. That sounds awful. <laughs> you need to talk. I know. I'm like, let's turn off the recording. This is going to be a, a therapy session. No, uh, the acoustics work better when you're like in a, a closed area, so usually I record in like a closet. It is also nighttime, so it is kind of spooky. So I'm prepared to be uh, scared out of my mind right now. This will be great. I don't need to sleep ever. So let's do it. Yeah, I definitely recommend reading these threads on Twitter in the dark in a very spooky location. That'd probably be the best. Great. I have like two out of three of those already. Yes. You're in a good place. I started to mark all them on Twitter with the hashtag. Oh, what do I remember my own hashtag? I think I... It's hospital ghost stories. We'll make sure there are links to this, people. Don't worry about it. Okay, good. So as I was reading through all these old threads and new threads of stories, and they're mostly all in the hospital, obviously, is I picked up that there's a lot of themes of things that like people kept saying over and over again. And so just to give you an outline of the themes first is one theme is a red dress or a red balloon came up a lot in stories. That was surprising. Uh, Lots of weird light and electricity situations, which isn't as surprising because, uh, like we said earlier, that uh, ghosts like to uh, steal their energy from uh, somewhere. And so electronics seem like a good thing to steal from. A lot of weird things with like clocks or with timing. Things would happen at the same time every day or weird stuff happening with clocks. Stuff moving on its own. A lot of children and kids stories which is really freaky like 
there's something about kids, like ghost kids, that is like extra creepy, I feel like, especially in a hospital. I don't know if it's just because I work in adult, you know, critical care. Kids are just like extra spooky. They're super spooky. No, I, I, I have thousand percent agree with that. Yeah. Any of the stories that involve like a kid, it's like, ugh. Yeah, you don't know which way it's going to go either. So you're just yeah. always like, ugh, this could be bad. This could be, could be a lot of things. There's a whole, a lot of people seeing dead people. That is a definite theme in these stories. Uh, especially right before they die. And then there's also the angel of death that creeps up in here. <laughs> Asriel's back, y'all. And then there's some that I just labeled WTF because they're so creepy. And I would like to start on one of these because uh, it's the one story I remember the most when I was reading these threads and I thought it was the scariest. What's also scary about this is when I went back to the thread, I couldn't find these tweets. So either that person who shared it took them down or like they shut their Twitter account down. And so that made me be extra spooked. So the story as I remember it is that it was like the same hospital room, but different patients would see the same thing. And they would see a man in the corner of their room sitting on a chair, eating their chart. What? Wait, what? <laughs> wait, 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 wait. I don't understand. Hang on. Wait. Please, please restate that because I, I, am I hearing things wrong? No, you're not hearing it wrong. It's like their medical chart. I imagine just like that big binder thing, you know, the, the three ring and he's just going to town eating the chart. Just in the corner of the room. In the corner of the room. And they called him chart man. Oh my gosh. There's so many spooky things about that because it's so weird. And so to have more than one patient see that in the same room is so creepy to me and i was telling my friend this story today and she's like oh that's that's what happens when you leave patients uh npo for too long they start eating their charts <laughs> <laughs> like i get hungry after like three hours i can't even imagine these patients that we just let them be hungry for days on end i mean we're just like so i know you just got admitted to the hospital at 8 p.m but i can't have you eat anything uh for your surgery that might be at 1 p.m tomorrow does that sound okay and then at 1 p.m tomorrow oh just kidding oh <laughs> it's actually got backlogged and we still have to keep you mpo because we don't know when the surgeon might be able to do it yeah it always gets canceled totally so other stories that are very specific which i feel like those are the creepiest that they're very specific, but repeated by multiple people is this red dress or red balloon stories. So a friend of the person that wrote this tweet said uh, that they worked at an assisted living and that a long red dress would randomly show up in the laundry and then a patient would always die the next day. Do they say like what kind of dress? Cause I'm like imagining, I actually don't know what I'm imagining. I imagine like a long nighty, Like a, almost like a silk sort of thing. Yes, totally. Yeah, same. And then there was a little girl in a red dress that patients would always see before code would happen. <gasps> like in the hall or in like the patient's room? In the hallway. Like various staff members and patients would see a little girl in a red dress. And then usually within an hour, somebody would code on that floor. Oh, no, 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 no. Oh, this is even scarier. On a hematology floor, patients would see a small child with a red balloon right before they would die. Like it? <laughs> yes. And then there was another one, a story that I read that was, so patient dies in a patient room in the hospital. And then 
a balloon that was in that room, which I don't understand why there's a balloon in the room anyways, because we don't allow balloons in the ICU, floats out of the patient's room, floats down the hall, and floats into another patient's room, and then that patient dies. No. Mm -mm. <laughs> no, I'd see, then, the, I'd see that balloon. I'd come up with my one pen that I saved from the whole entire shift and pop it. And she'd be like, not today, Satan. The best thing is that after this uh, haunted hospital thread went around on Twitter, then people were responding that um, they've been reading it and creeped out about it. And then they brought a red balloon to work and they were creeping out their coworkers. <laughs> they were just like, hey, I'll see that red balloon in the hallway. Be like, stop it, Bill. We're not having that happen on our shift today. It makes me miss working night shift. I work days now. It's terrible. Night shift is so much more fun. Totally. I'm going to get some balloons now and scare my coworkers. And be like, y'all see that red balloon? <laughs> it's so scary. Let's see. I think other scariest things in this were the kids. Let's go to the kids section here. There's a little boy and a little girl who patients see. Confused patients see them, but alert and oriented patients do too. They'll put on their call lights at 3 a.m. and say, can you tell that little boy to stop coming into my room? Oh, God. <laughs> can you and then imagine? Within seconds of this, there's a rapid response or a code, usually in the room directly above or below the sighting. <gasps> so it works on multiple levels. Oh, my gosh. Do you think people call each other and they're like, yo, the patient saw the kid here. You guys might have a code up there. I'm going to call downstairs, too, just to let them know. And you're like, all right, thank you. I don't think there's time. I think it happens so fast that. Oh, like they see the kid and then all of a sudden there's like yeah. code blue room. All right, wait, hang on. You guys don't call. You call medical response team room 358. Yeah, it's like if, say, it happened on second floor room 258 that the patient sees the little kid, then it'd be right above them in room 358. There'd be a code or something. And like the kid never said anything. Nobody said that the kid said anything. No. Nobody's reported it. No it sounds like that part. Kids be spooky as hell. I'll tell you three. This is even scarier with little kids report stuff. So three different kids admitted to the same room at different times. And all three called the nurse crying in the middle of the night saying someone was in the corner making scary faces at them. Oh no. Because mm -mm. kids are so pure for the most part. Kids see stuff for sure. Let's see if there's any other. Oh yeah, there's one of like a long-term care hospital that was an old part of a hospital that used to be a peds floor like 30 years prior. And so then everyone would always hear like children laughing or see little kids running around, which is great. There's like a couple of them I've read, not just in your thread, but like, I know Reddit has that thread that goes around and like all nurses does too. If you find it, it's like goes pages. But there are some people who talk about like patients that hear laughter. And I think that would be so unnerving in the middle of the night to just hear like laughter, but then have it be children's laughter on top of that. Oh, that's actually I would request a room change or something. I'd be like, I need to leave. Like, I, I know there's something... I, I know I should stay here, but I can't stay in this room. A little boy that was six years old that died in the burn unit, and the burn unit was right next to the ICU. And so now the little boy visits the patients in the ICU. And so the patients will ask, like, why is this little boy in my room? Oh, nope. See, I just got goose flesh right now. Ooh, goose flesh. <laughs> is it because I said goose flesh? Yes. <laughs> That's creepy as hell. I mean, does the kid... I, is it, I'm going to ask it. Uh, is the kid burned? Like, did they 
Do they say, like, the kid's burned or something? Like, does he look... Yeah, they didn't say that he had, like, identifying features of, like... They just saw a boy. They just saw a boy. So maybe that was the only boy that had died in the, the burn unit or something? Or because it's, like, a kid, they're like, oh, that's Randy. Oh, there is some that... Do people have, like, identifying features? Uh, okay, this is probably in the dead... Seeing dead people. That's, like, the haunted hospital one. The guy said that he... The Gary, or he didn't know it was Gary, but he knew it was a guy mm-hmm. that had a red plaid shirt and the red beard. So you would, I would think that maybe something would stick out and you'd be like, oh yeah, that kid had a, a red balloon with them or something, right? I remember one, oh, this is really creepy. So this is a travel nurse. So she wasn't familiar with like old patient stories, like people that had died there or been in the rooms there. And her confused patient kept saying, what happened to her leg? And he'd say it over and over again, like repeatedly. And so she went and told the charge nurse, like kind of joking about it. Like, oh my gosh, my patient keeps asking what's wrong with this or what happened to her leg. I don't know what he's talking about. And the charge nurse, like her face just went white and said that they had a patient in that same room for six months that ended up dying who was a double amputee. (gasps) Oh my God. No, there's just, there's so many stories like that too. Like it's all identical of people seeing people that clearly are the people that died. And then a common theme in this too, is that especially when people are seeing people or there's like the call lights are being really weird or the bed alarms are being weird after people die. Everyone always says like, yeah, you have to crack the window and then it goes away. Have you heard this? No. Yeah. We have no windows in the ER. We're screwed. I think that's why hospitals are so haunted. It's <laughs> just containing all these spirits because we ain't got no windows. <laughs> At least not any that open. No, none of the hospital windows open. We can't. That's a liability. We can't have them open. No, this is the price we pay. Oh, we're just containing all these spirits. Uh, we poke the bear. We poke the beast. <laughs> and now we're paying for it. Maria knows. Um, that's like, it just reminds me of the story. And I think... I had like an earlier episode with a uh, respiratory therapist friend, but she was telling some sort of story about how they had a patient one night that they were trying to like sedate and stuff. There was, he kept like asking for somebody and everybody was like thinking that he was just out of his mind. He was just totally not with it, not touched with reality. And then they found out a couple of days later that the person he kept calling out for was like a guy that had died in the room. Like he had seen the guy, in like in his room and that's who he had been talking to and everyone was like oh shit like, like he might have been actually talking to, to this guy so yeah it's a it's a creepy story and i was i when she said it when she told it i i had the goose flesh and it did get cold where i was i remember that i was like i don't know what just happened in my room on because we were recording from coast away and i was just like i don't know what just happened over here but it got really cold all of a sudden i don't know what's going on and now i want to leave my house Sometimes I worry of just like reading all these stories and talking about them. I feel like is something gonna follow you? Yeah, maybe something, some spooky stuff will happen. So no, oh, this reminds me. So has anything spooky happened to you? Yeah, I was trying to think about that. I'm like, you know what? What's like the weirdest things that have happened to me? We just get we just get like the monitors that turn on when there's nobody in the room, or the call bells that go off when there's nobody in the room. Things to that effect. But I haven't had like a full on like experience where I've seen somebody, but I've talked to a few people who've had some experiences. And like I said, my respiratory therapist friend who who talked about that patient that had was seeing somebody and everybody thought that this guy was just because he was already there for psych and they just thought he was 
totally out of it, but turns out he was talking to somebody, I guess. But I, I don't have anything that's like big and grand. And I'm like, yeah, it was this big old thing. And somebody, somebody saw like a full body apparition. Like, I don't have any of that. I just have call bells that go off and then our sinks like in the one hospital i worked at the sinks would randomly turn on sometimes and the paper towel oh yeah those motion the motion one yeah and you'd be like oh shit what's in that room and you'd figure it's just oh it's just one of the ghosts that's just hanging out in the trauma bay trying to figure out where it needs to go before it goes to the to the afterworld but no i have anything grand i want to say yet uh i'm sure maybe one day i'll get one of those things but for the most part, I've only had like before we two people. Sometimes they'll say things that are a little bit creepy. They'll like call out for people and then we'll ask them or like their family member or somebody when they come later, you know, who are you calling out for? And they're like, oh, so and so, but they died like mm-hmm. two years ago. And it's like, oh, that's kind of weird. I think we had somebody like that where we were um, sedating them before we popped like their wrist back in place i don't know i feel like some of the meds we give might be a little bit of truth serum or something but sure enough the guy like called out for somebody that had like died three or four years before and he's he was like i saw him standing over there in the corner of the room did you guys give ketamine for that yeah ketamine there you go so i just was so when i was like researching for recording i pulled this book um that i had on my shelf it's called near-death experiences and i got it at like a garage sale or maybe like the library was selling books and it's amazing because it has like really detailed notes written in by somebody that read it and then like highlighted portion somebody had an experience within the book yeah so there's like a lot of notes i was trying to find like maybe there was something in the book about what people see like right before they die because a lot of the stories that i was finding in this thread were you know right before somebody dies they like start seeing stuff and there was a whole chapter about ketamine and near-death experiences and that really uh, yeah that somehow like whatever ketamine something that the way ketamine works it, it induces a very similar thing that happens to people when they have near-death experiences isn't it interesting maybe we should just give them that warning like yeah you uh you might have a near-death experience anyways here we go bye bye <laughs> Yeah, this book was written in like 1996. Ooh, I am high key interested in that. I'm sure there's more like recent stuff about ketamine. I read a lot about like near death experiences. There was this really good book I picked up at like a really eclectic bookshop. I'm talking about I was walking down like Main Street. I dipped into like an alley just because there were these cool stores. And like near the back of it was like this, this bookshop that could have been a portal to Hogwarts. I don't know. And I like went in and it was one of those, it was, it lit- I just, I don't even know how to describe it, but it was so eclectic. And like, that was one of the books. And I, I saw it and I was like, Oh, I got to get this. And it told all these great stories about near death experiences. And it talked about like the white light and the bright or the white light and the warm stuff that people, you know, experience and then coming back and how they had like maybe supernatural abilities or yeah they talk about how a lot of the stuff that they touch that has electrical components to it would get fried oh yeah that's a really interesting thing about near-death experiences is people that come back i actually went to a really good nti presentation about near-death experiences and uh the woman that was speaking about it said that uh people that come back they often yeah have really weird interactions later with electronics or like electronics don't like work well around them or they can never wear a watch after that. 
yeah, exactly. They'll hold like a cell phone and it'll do weird stuff or always drop their calls or something. Yeah, that happens to my grandma. And I, I, I think I'd asked her, like, did you have a near-death experience or something? And either she just hasn't shared it. The only thing she said, she had like a kidnapping once where she like, but she it, it didn't. What is your life? You were in like a cult. Your grandma might have been kidnapped. I've lived a lot of lives. I have a lot of stories. <laughs> so that means we need to revisit them because you also have like a lot of stories just paranormal. And we were talking about how maybe we would do multiple parts or revisit it later. Yeah. Because there's a lot in that thread. And then... There's a lot. Well, that's why I reached out to you. I was like, it's spooky season. Last year I did ghost stories, but I took them more from uh, the forums, like All Nurses and Reddit, which were good. And then uh, I had a couple of other people that sent me some stories. And then this year, actually, somebody sent me a story. And it's spooky and creepy. And it, and it definitely creeped them out. And I'm glad that they shared it with me. But it also was kind of highly personal to them. So I was like... Uh, it's probably not the best thing to share uh, on a platform such as a podcast, but there's a lot of people in healthcare who've had very unique experiences with the paranormal and the supernatural, and it's definitely taken a toll on some of them in good and bad ways. I know some people have changed their profession completely because of experiences they've had in the hospital, like left mm-hmm. healthcare in general because they got so unnerved by things. And then there's people who like have switched within healthcare and find a lot of joy like in what they do and kind of attribute it to having some sort of experience with some something beyond this this realm. So it definitely goes both ways in healthcare with how people interpret that. But I just always love hearing the stories, but then I can't hear too many because I creep myself out. And somebody sent me that last year. They said that I could only like get through halfway through like your spooky stories episode because I got way too creeped out and maybe one day I could listen to the rest of it but it's not gonna be today and I was like I totally get it like I didn't like editing it at all because I was just like these are kind of weird like people seeing red again red and they would see like the red tinged stuff and they'd feel like energy and then like their patient would die and yeah I was just like yeah it's a lot to take in and and I only can I people who share it I mean they have to live with that the rest of their lives. I'm only just reading a story. So I don't even know what that's like. Do you have any experiences beyond your cult and grandma kidnapping and, and all this? Um, uh, but do, you, do you have anything where you've been touched by maybe somewhere beyond this world? I mean, I think that when you have stuff that happens in the hospital as like a nurse, yeah, you do experience some weird stuff. And it's kind of like that show, you just kind of have to like lean into it, I feel like. I mean, we make jokes in the ER all the time about the ghosts. Yeah. But at the back of your mind, you're like, there's probably people haunting here because people die here. Like, and it's not planned. Totally. And yeah, there's got to be some sort of energy that's still hanging around. And whether or not you say that energy is a spirit or an apparition or a ghost or just people messing with the electro- electrical system or a tube system, which almost, uh, that was the thing that almost always happens too, is like, after someone dies, our tube system goes down, which is weird. Whatever you attributed to, I think you're right. You just got to kind of like, there's parts of healthcare that they don't tell you about in school. And a lot of it comes, I think a lot mm-hmm. of it centers around death. And it's not just about like, you know, maybe they should teach us a little bit about end of life stuff and, and having to deal with patients that are terminal or patients that die if you're working hospital or even home health or beyond that. I feel like, you know, in nursing school, you shouldn't have a course about this is what you should do if you feel like you're being haunted. But I feel like they should acknowledge the fact that 
you are going to see people die. And sometimes you, you internalize that whether you want to or not. And I think like sharing stories about paranormal things kind of helps connect all of us and, and maybe makes it easier in a way to talk about death and end of life stuff and what we see. Yeah. Like a lot of weird stuff happens, especially like around death, especially there's just extra weird stuff that happens. Yeah. And especially in hospitals, I don't know about home health. I'm sure that there there's stories about that. I'm sure with nursing facilities and long-term care, there's stories within that, but in the hospital, at least like there's a bunch of creepy stuff that happens. I don't know if I would be caught in a filing room that's dark with medical records to save my life. I know now for certain I'm not going to be, but sometimes it's just like, man, there's just a creepy shit that happens. I mean, at the end of the day, you're just like, uh, did anybody else see that? No, just me. Great. Now I got to live with that for the rest of my life. The one thing that's ever happened to me in the hospital that I remember that was spooky was my first year. I was a new grad and there was one other new grad that was with me in the ICU. And so on our break, we, I was like, oh, let's go to the abandoned part of the hospital and go <laughs> ghost hunting. Because oh um, I have this like app on my phone. It's called Ghost Radar. And you can like scan it. It like what? scans the area and these like little blips will show up of like energy that's in the room. And then it'll also say words that it picks up. I use it all the time. It's really fun. Oh, that, that could be really fun. That sounds like fun. Yeah. So I was like, let's go. I just like this stuff. So I was like, oh, let's go to that spooky part of the hospital. Cause it was on like another, in another building on one of the floors. It just was abandoned, but it, it looked like the scene of like when um, walking dead first starts where it's just abandoned hospital like it has all the equipment it just is like really disheveled like that's what the floors look like oh don't open dead inside exactly so we get out of the elevator and like start walking around the unit with my phone scanning for ghosts and then the overhead like announcer goes off like that there's a code red on that floor in that building in the abandoned part yeah like where we were but like there clearly was no fire so that was spooky enough that it got called and then so then my friend that was like super spooked out just from that happening and we're like so we're like oh we're scared we keep like I'm like let's keep going let's walk and then it's starting to say words the app and it says my friend's name what it's all Sam no (laughs) and so she was freaked the fuck out and so we ran out of there that was the only spooky thing that I can remember that happened in the hospital I would pee myself. That's it. I would pee myself and be like, I gotta go home. I'm sorry. Yeah, it was amazing. All right. Any final thoughts before we wrap this up? Any parting words? Just uh, stay stay spooky. I like that. Yeah. Stay spooky. And be safe during the spooky season. Yeah. Also be safe, but be spooky too. Be spooky too. Lean into the spook. Lean into the spook. Hashtag lean into... No, wait. No, no, no. Actually, no, no, no. Lean into the spooky. Oh, that's right. Lean into the spooky. Yeah. Yeah, we don't, because isn't like Spook is like the G Man, right? When people are like, "Oh my God, he works for the government." Like, I feel like that's a 1940s term. Oh yeah, see, I don't know. Lean into the spooky. I like it. Hashtag lean into the spooky. I bet hospice. You should just get a hospice nurse on here. I bet they have all kinds of stories. Oh. Okay. Yeah. Let's do that. This is a call out. If you do palliative care or hospice or anything where it's like you've had some creepiness. You can find me uh, on Twitter at People Are Wild, or you can find this is my 
nudge to you to oh. promote yourself because you have the uh, actual threads. Uh, yeah, so I am only in the ICU on Twitter. And uh, if you want to look for these haunted hospital threads, there is a hashtag haunted hospitals, but that's kind of taken over by that show. So there's another one that's just a uh, hospital ghost stories. And that's where you'll find all my threads. That's us being spooky for, for today, for tonight, for, for 2019. But I'm pretty sure between the two of us and also this TV show, we will revisit things in the future. At least I'm game for it. Always. I'm always game. I try to start this thread like back in August and stuff. I can't wait for October. Oh, well then see, I'll do more planning next year and, and throughout the year. Cause, cause there's so many stories that we're talking about it, how we, we might not even wait till spooky season. It might be like July of next year. And we're just going to be like, you know what? Let's just do this again. Definitely. I'm down all the time. Spooky season doesn't have to be in October. It could be Halloween in your heart all year round. As long as you believe. It's true. Yeah. And that's my feel good sign off for this episode. Thanks for joining me. Of course.